Hello, everybody. Guys, <laughs> I, I can't. It's fun over here. Woo-woo. Welcome <laughs> to this week's episode of the Storytelling Podcast. I'm just going to start this episode with a disclaimer. I have zero control over what is going to happen in this episode today. We have an agenda. I don't know that I don't know that we're going to I don't know. So just maybe buckle in for the ride. It's going to be short. It's going to be to the point, but it might just zigzag all over the place. So, you know, it is Halloween time, so it's it's true. Right. (laughs) I know we need some good Halloween background music. I like how I just make our own sound effects. I know. <laughs> um, real randomly, special like that. <laughs> we just randomly burst into song. We're like, ah. <laughs> it's all fine. That's just how I live my daily life. Right? In I'm saying. song. So, yeah, Meg, actually, I meant to message you yesterday about this. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, I didn't hear from you. <laughs> I know. Well, we ex- yes, I've been in an editing cave. Oh, no. Pretty much for like forever it feels like and there's really no end in sight at the moment which is a little bit concerning and a tad bit depressing but you know what it always works out it's always fine it's really it's gonna be fine it's gonna be baby baby it's all right but you know california got a crap ton of rain (laughs) yeah don't say and i saw meg meg is really good she gets up really early in the morning and she goes to the gym and she does all the things while i'm (laughs) laying in bed and i'm like why are you awake right now it's early on my coast, which means it's real early on yours. But yesterday she posted that she she pulled over to take pictures of the fog and she got stuck in the mud. <laughs> what happened? Um, so funny story. Something happened. Uh, nobody was harmed, but Good. I was driving home. So the most beautiful moments happen on my way home from the gym. So I always get to see the sunrise or, mm-hmm. well depending on the weather. Yesterday, however, was it yesterday? Or was it two days ago now? No, it was two days ago now. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who knows what day it is? Is it Thursday? I thought it was yesterday, but it's very possible it was two days ago. I really haven't talked to you. I know. <laughs> Hi, friend. How are you? Hello. It's nice, nice to hear your voice. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I was driving home and I was like, ooh, fog. The fog set in. The fog wasn't there when I was on my way to the gym. But it was there when I was on my way home from the gym. So I was like, oh, okay. So it's not uncommon for me to pull over on the side of the country road that I'm driving As you do. Yeah. Yeah. And take a photo of the lovely sunrise or whatever beautifulness I see that morning. And so naturally, I pulled over on the side of the road. But I didn't pull over like where I typically do. I mean, I guess I do. But the, you know, it's drier than crap here in California because, again, we're still in a drought. So, you know, I didn't really think about it before I did it. I just do. That's what I do. I just do. And so I came to the stop sign and I usually shoot at the orchard to my right before the stop sign. Okay. But there's orchards on either side of me, so I can't capture fog there. So... I cross over the stop sign and I pull over. But at this particular orchard, uh, it's set back a little further off the road and it kind of, uh, you know, dips down a bit. And (laughs) so 
I pull over real fast because I just want to stop to get the fog and I don't want to be in anybody's way. So I, I pull over and as soon as I veer off the road, I'm like, ah, crap. It's muddy. And oh, you knew, so you knew right away that you had gone in the mud? Yeah. And yeah. I'm in a four-door BMW sedan, which <laughs> is not great for off-roading. You don't say. <laughs> no. And... I was like, well, I'm already here. I might as well capture the fog. (laughs) (laughs) Might as well do it. Might as well get my shot. And this wasn't even with my my Sony. It was with my iPhone. Like I was just taking video. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So I capture the fog and, you know, from listening to people speak, I know not to continue to dig my wheels in if it's muddy. Yes, so I, I talked to myself and I said, Hey, Meg, let's be smart. <laughs> hey, <laughs> let's friend. be, let's think now <laughs> since we did it before we pulled over and, uh, let's just test it real fast to see if we can get out. But I'm on a slope, remember? So yeah. I was like, well, this probably isn't going to go well. We're going to see. So I try. And my right rear tire starts to dig in. I was like, ah, okay, stop. (laughs) I was like, okay, think. Let's do one more thing. Let's try to reverse it real easy, just real soft and easy. (laughs) See what happens. How'd that go? Um, It didn't. So Mm. then I sit there. I was like, okay. (laughs) I have all this adrenaline from the gym. I haven't had caffeine. Still early as shit. And so were you on your way to the gym or home from the gym? I was on my way home on, and I was probably like, okay, I was probably good. Like two, like two and a half miles from home. That's walkable. <laughs> I thought that, but as I drove it yesterday and this morning, it's a little bit further than I had thought. And mm. in pitch black, dark and fog would probably be a death wish. So That's I remained true. in my car. <laughs> good call. And continued to think. So then I got on my phone and I was like, hey, Google, what you got for me? (laughs) How do I DIY myself out of this mud hole? (laughs) So I found a DIY and I thought about using my uh, floor mats that are not rubber. They are carpet Mm. that are somewhat new. And I was like, well, I could do this and look really stupid and it probably won't work. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could just call somebody. So I called somebody and they weren't happy. And I laughed about it and tried to make it fun. But anyways, someone rescued me and (laughs) and all is well. And it went smoothly uh, and better than I anticipated and uh, had hoped for. So, well, there you go. And you made it out. So it's all fine. Yeah. Yeah, see, all is fine. I got to post about it and laugh yeah. about it. And, <laughs> you know, us creatives, we do anything for the shot, right? It's true. It's That's a true story. It kind of is. All I mean, but death. <laughs> you know? And even then, kind of close to it. <laughs> even then, we kind of risk it. <laughs> Just to get that money shot. Just right? to get the shot. Yeah, no. There's <laughs> been many times that I'm like, hmm. What's the likelihood I'm going to get stuck here? 
Um, I mean, thankfully I have a van. Fall to my so, death on this yeah. cliff. But I really need to get my hat that flew off my head because I really like that hat. Although I could repurchase that hat for $15 and my person cannot be repurchased. But the hat, I had that experience. I I shot, we did our filming session last year on the top of a mountain. The hat flew off my head multiple times. My husband had to go fetch it. Uh, Yeah. Good times. Well, you know, it's a story. It'll be something left. Remember that time I pulled over to catch the sun and the fog and got stuck in the mud? Exactly. It'll be funny. It's I'm funny. already laughing. I was laughing about right. it while I was there. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I was like, well, isn't this fun? <laughs> well, what are you going to do, really? You know, I mean, I feel like the older, the older I get, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's yeah. just going to be a good story. It's one of those things yeah. that builds character. My friend, my friend Scott and I, uh, we went to college together and we were roommates in college. And, um, when we were in grad school, you know, we both would be like under intense pressure. We'd be telling each other these ridiculous stories of things that had happened. And at one point, one of us said to the other, like, I'm sure these things sort of build character, you know? So that's (laughs) been like our running joke since then. And so we got out of grad school, we got into our first jobs, which both of our first jobs were absolutely crazy. And so He'd call me about his teaching jobs and how he got stabbed with a pencil and this and that oh, and the other geez. thing. And I'd be telling him about working in a resident's life and being screamed at by parents and dealing with drunk kids and be like, it's just, it's just, we're just building character. <laughs> so whenever something shitty happens now, we sort of text each other and we're like, guess what? I have more character. <laughs> character building time. Character building time. So it's just, it's just one of those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But we you, thought, we thought today. Flow. It's true. We thought today we'd talk, we'd, we'd do a little parenting perspective <laughs> today. <laughs> and we talk, I don't know exactly what we're going to talk about. We have a couple ideas, but I don't know. Meg, are your, my kids, I forget this every year. I should just make a note in my calendar that like four to five days before Halloween, my children are going to be completely unmanageable. Oh. They're like so hopped is? up. Yeah. They're like so hopped up <laughs> about the concept of Halloween that like they cannot, they're like vibrating internally and externally. My, one of my twins is going to be Harry Potter for Halloween. That's a costume we've had for years and years. And so we couldn't find the robe. And so we found the robe yesterday and now he's just been wearing it since then. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't, you can't wear it to school. So you had to put on real clothes. <laughs> And then like someone in his class gave them like handed out like candy bags in their classroom. And so this morning he's like, can I have candy for breakfast? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you can't actually have candy. for Not that no. you don't need any more sugar currently. Cause like your just normal status of being is at about, you know, level 412. So I forget this every year that like, they just sort of like go crazy about Halloween. And we're not even, I wouldn't even say that we're like big Halloween like people, like I wouldn't even say that we make like a big deal out of it. It's just, I don't know. They're just like so excited about it. So there's that. And then, you know, I think especially in this, in this last year, like we've, we've talked about this in the podcast before, but like the concept for me of kids and technology is one that's really, really interesting. And I think it's sometimes be polarizing so we're not looking to be polarizing today. We're just sort of looking to talk about sort of like what we do with our kids in terms of technology, especially with our older kids. I have a son who's, you know, almost 11 and a half. And so I thought we, ch- we could chat a little bit about, about that this today. So, I mean, here's the deal. Here's the caveat. 
you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> you do you, boo. You do you. You do whatever <laughs> you want to do. Whatever works for you, whatever you feel comfortable with as a parent, I'm not passing any judgment on anybody. You do what you need to do. But I thought that I would offer up a couple of things that we're using with our kids when it comes to technology. And I say that the caveat that my 11 year old has a phone. Now I will say that this was not, this was not part of the plan. (laughs) Oops. Whoops. So, you know, back in, gosh, I don't even know what grade he was in. So he's in sixth grade now. He's like in third or fourth grade. He was like, when am I going to get a phone? And I was like, uh, talk to me when you're 17. Like, (laughs) but yeah, like like, that's not, we like, got what do you need phones. a phone for? I literally, I take you everywhere you have to go. Like you don't have any, like I, you don't need your, your own phone, especially not. In <laughs> You're out of your mind. So what we did was like two years ago, um, we live in a relatively quiet neighborhood. Like there's not a lot of crazy traffic, but you know, he wanted to sort of be able to expand beyond the perimeters of where I could actually see him. You know, he wanted to be able to ride his bike, like around the block. He wanted to be able to like go over to his friends' houses and stuff that live in our neighborhood. And it's so funny, right? Cause growing up in the, in the eighties and nineties as we did, right. I mean, our parents shoved us out the door in the morning. I don't oh, know. My parents hi, did go outside. <laughs> I'll see blow. you at dinner. Like, yeah, that was it. You know, there the was kids? No, I don't know. <laughs> right. There was no, there was no phones. There was no cell no. phones. We had pagers. I never, I never had a pager, but friends of mine had a pagers. But, like did. our parents literally were like, bye. And then had no idea where we were or what we were doing. And, you know, then like every parent in my neighborhood had like their own like system of like notifying their children that it was time to come home. And so like my neighbor that lived, my, my friend that lived two houses down, her dad had this like very distinct whistle. And so he would like whistle from the front steps and like she would go running, her brother would come running, the dog would come running. Like it was like all of, there was like a system, right? But like, I don't know, maybe what you don't know, like you can just be ignorant. I can't imagine as a kid, it didn't even occur to me that that was like, <laughs> maybe not safe. And as a parent, like you didn't know, they didn't have any other options. Right. So what are you going to do? But obviously we have options now and there's a, a lot of really wonderful things about technology. Um, and so I was feeling like, huh, you know, I trust him. He's super responsible, but I still feel like I want him to be able to, I want him to, be able to contact him. I want him to be able to contact us if something happens, if he gets hurt or God only knows. So we um, had gotten him this like GPS watch basically through our cell phone provider. And what I liked about it was that it had like 10 pre-programmed, you could only program 10 numbers in and those people then had to have an app like on their phone. So like myself, my husband, my parents, you know, that we gave the numbers to, and then you could call, you could text message, and then we could also like see where he was GPS wise. So that was great because, you know, it was almost sort of like a walkie talkie. Like I could like call him from my phone. It would just go to speaker. And so it was helpful when he was like riding his bike or if he was at neighbor's houses. But the problem with this particular watch is that it just, the, the charging never worked correctly. So Within a month of us first getting it, it stopped charging. We replaced it. It worked for maybe a year, not even quite a year. And it stopped working again. And I was just like, this is getting aggravating because the watch is like $99. So it's not super expensive, but like, I don't want to keep dishing out $100 every seven to eight months for this watch. So I've been made aware of this company called Gab, G-A-B-B. And 
what I liked about it was that at the time they didn't have a watch. They do have a watch now, but they had a phone. And even though my husband and I had sort of already staunchly made the decision that we were not going to give our kids phones. I mean, really, we sort of felt like forever, (laughs) but at least until like middle school or high school, when we knew they'd be involved in like extracurricular things. And we'd already decided that hard pass, we were not getting them iPhones because we just don't feel like they need to have that sort of access, unlimited, unmonitored access to the internet. So this Gab phone, what I really liked about it was that it looks, it looks like an iPhone. So it has that look of, you know, like a regular phone. You can call, you can text, you can, you know, you take pictures and videos, but it does not have any internet access. It doesn't have any games. It has a calendar on it. It has like, you know, alarms and that sort of thing. So it's basically just a communication device, which I really, really liked because as responsible as my oldest child is, he has a little bit of a, I don't want to say he's an addictive personality, but like he doesn't necessarily know how to like monitor himself. So like if I let him watch TV, he would just watch TV forever. Like he would never turn it off. And so my concern was if I give him a phone that has even as much as you, you in theory can lock things down. If I were to give him access to the internet, he would be on it all the time. And like, I'm still his main mode of transportation. So like, it's not like he has to, you know, it's not like he's driving or going other places. So last year, my husband and I sort of looked at each other and we said, actually, no, I take that back. It was this year. And I said to him, I said, we can, well, we can keep getting these watches or we can just get him this phone because maybe that's the better option. And so that's what we ended up doing. And along with the phone, we gave him very strict parameters that if he has a passcode, we have to know what it is. We can go through his phone at any time and look at his text messages. I mean, he's an 11 year old boy. So basically he's like, talking to, you know, the select group of friends that he has on his phone about football practice, right? They're like sending each other like plays and stuff. Like it's very benign things. You can, you can download music onto that phone too. So like I can pull music from my computer and I can put it on his computer, on his phone. So um, he can listen to the radio on his phone as well. So it's been, and he, you know, he had to agree to all of those sort of parameters, which he did. But of course, now that we've given him one, his brothers, who are two and a half years younger than him, are like, when do we get a phone? When do we get a watch? Naturally. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. Who knows the answer to that question? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we try we try to be fair and equal with all of our kids. You know, I think our oldest got the watch initially when he was. 10, maybe. So I, you know, I sort of told my other two, I was like, yeah, talk to me in another year. So it's been, it's been interesting. And so what's been interesting is to sort of watch like that sort of shift of like sort of being in, in total control of your child's communication, like who they, who they talk to and and that sort of thing, like aside from school, it's sort of a weird shift to, for him to be like, independently this sounds weird like independently talking to people on his own yeah like because he has you know like my grandparents or not my grandparents my parents his my husband's parents like his aunts and uncles and then a select group of friends that we sort of pre-approved 
you know, but we'll be talking about something and he'll be like, oh yeah, no, I know about that too. Cause I was talking to grandma. I was talking to grandpa. And I'm like, that's so weird. It's so strange. Yeah, right. You know, but here's the thing, right? So part of the reason why we've sort of resisted, I would say like your typical sort of forms of technology, like an iPhone or things of that nature is because like our kids are going to have to use that technology for the rest of their life. They just are. It's just a part. Like we grew up in this hybrid, right? Where we didn't have any technology. And then very quickly we had all of this technology, but we remember what life was like before there wasn't, you know, constant connection to the internet and the outside world. And our kids are going to live in that world. They already do. And so for us, we sort of looked at it like, as long as we can help our kids just be kids, we want to do that because they will, they will have to be using technology for their entire life. And it's just part of the world that we live in now, but they don't need, from our perspective, they don't, we don't feel like they need un, unfiltered access to the internet 24 seven. Plus like, God help me. Um, you know, it's, I, it was so funny. My best friend and I went to uh, like a high school acapella concert that was put on by our music teacher that we had in high school you know, 25 years ago. And, and it was one of those things where I, you were, you were chatting with him and I just thought to myself, like, God, I am so happy. I'm so thankful that there was no social media when I was in no. school. Oh my Seriously. God. <laughs> and it's not like even, even the best case scenario, even the best use scenario right, of connection of inspiration and whatnot, like I was thankful and I, I had what I would consider to be a fairly benign middle school and high school experience. Like it was, it was fine. Like it wasn't, it wasn't fantastic. It wasn't horrible. It was pretty, you know, pretty neutral, but I'm so glad that I got to leave it at school at the end of the day and not have to deal with it when I was home and not have to see people or talk to people or be constantly bombarded by things that were going on at school. And, you know, I want my kids to have that same experience. And so that's the other piece too. You know, I think there's, it's terrifying how much horrific things are out there for kids. Like it's just, it's really, really scary. And, you know, having grown up in, into this technology as an adult, I think we had a different experience than our kids are going to have, obviously, because we were older by the time, you know, things like Instagram and Facebook. And I was in, I was in grad school when Facebook like started, you know? So, you know, you're older, you're wiser, you have more knowledge and, and, and awareness of what to search, what terms to search and what terms not to search. You know what I mean? <laughs> like our kids don't have that. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it's just the more I looked into it, the more I was like, I want to try to keep them away from this as much as possible until I know that they're old enough to sort of like understand and handle the responsibility and be able to put on their own sort of protective layers of what they want to see and what they don't want to see. So if you are someone that's sort of struggling with wanting to give your kids some access to, 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 to excuse me, wanting to give your kids access to some technology, but still feeling like super overwhelmed about how to like lock down their iPhones or their apps or things of that nature, then you might want to look at the Gab phone. It's, I don't know, I think it was like a hundred dollars. And then it's like, I don't know, it's like 25 or 30 bucks a month that we pay for it. So here's the other thing too. I don't know about you, Meg, but 
I don't trust my 11 year old a thousand dollar iPhone. Uh, no, thank you. So we bought our nine year old a what's it called an iPod. Yes, they still make them yeah. last year for Christmas. But she just again, she had all access and I was like, nah, I don't like that so much. And then I changed the password and now I can't remember what it is. So now we can't get into it anyway. <laughs> and so it's literally sitting here on my desk because uh, I grabbed it from a drawer that it was sitting in. Yeah. Meaning to redo it. But it's like you have to plug it into the computer and like do the whole thing. Right. And I was like, well, I'm kind of fine her not having it yet, you know, because she could mm-hmm. use it as a phone if she has Wi-Fi, like if she's here. Or right. In house or whatever. But I'm fine with her not having it yet and she has an ipad so she can like chat with you know her grandparents and great-grandparents and stuff so because right, they had like the kids messenger thing which our kids have right. so, sort of have access to sometimes on my husband's ipad but yeah it's, so it's but it's been it's been interesting because you know i i've got lots of friends and family who have made different decisions for their children and and again i don't pass any judgment on what anybody chooses to do I just know for me as a parent, like the thought of having to try to sort of lock down or secure their like an iPhone or, or an iPod touch or like an iPad, like just didn't, it, it was way overwhelming for me. (laughs) And so I was like, what's the easiest way to, to sort of stop this from happening. And I know that even though I want to be able to sort of keep that keep him safe from that stuff. Like I know that like school wise, he's going to need to have access to those things because already he's like, well, I have to do research on this and I have to do research on that. And so like, you know, we've got Chromebooks and stuff that we used for them for school last year during the pandemic, you know, we've had to have like, for example, so my oldest son is very creative. And so he was, he had to do an assignment for school. So he, he was using his Chromebook and then he asked if he could uh, work on a story, which is not unusual for him. He likes to write on his own. So he, he, you know, he's working and he hands it to me and I'm reading and, it, and it's, it's, it's very good. And my, I give it to my husband and he's reading it. And he sort, of, he sort of looks at me and I look at him and we are talking to our son and we're like, so like, how do you, how do you know the specifics of what you're talking about? Because he was writing about world war two. <laughs> As you do when you're 11, apparently. Sure. And he's like, oh, well, I went on, I went on Wikipedia and we were like, ah, okay. So then we had to have a conversation with him because you can only imagine like if someone types in like war, World War II, like just imagine what sort of images are going to pop up about that. You know what I mean? And so that's, and that's the thing. Like, here's this kid who, who likes reading those kinds of books that wants to write his own story and is looking for like specific specific information about dates and things of that nature. Thankfully, he lands on a Wikipedia page and not like the open Google search. And mm-hmm. but this was a conversation we had to have with him about like, listen, if you want to do research, we fully support that. Come to us so that we can help you because, you know, the internet, right? I explain this to my kids this way. Like the internet does not know that you're 11. Right. Right. It's not censoring what it's going to show you based on your age. And so I sort of said to him, I said, can you imagine what sort of images might pop up if you put in world war two or war? And he was like, Oh yeah. I'm like, and we talked to our kids before, like you can't unsee things. So once you see something like it's stuck with you and 
you don't need pictures of of war like or of casualties of war like in your brain like you don't need that so you know we try to be sort of upfront and honest with our kids and open with them about sort of how the internet works because <laughs> in their mind they're like oh i just type in you know for the most part my you know my eight and a half year olds are typing in like pictures of cute puppies, right? Like, so it's not really anything that's going to be, you know, going to be sort of, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, it's not going to, it's not going to impact them in a negative capacity, but then I've got my 11 year old typing in world war two. And it's like, well, that could go, that could go sideways really quickly. And so yeah. it's, you know, it's a, it's about educating our kids on sort of what's out there and how, and how it works and, you know, and, and, and sort of trying to, it is our job, I think, to protect them and to keep them safe from those, from things they don't need to see or things they don't need to see, you know, hear or read or whatever. So, I mean, that's part of how we're, we're trying to navigate, you know, when it comes to like access to the World Wide Web. God, I'm so, I'm so thankful that I didn't. We didn't have this growing up. And honestly, like I, I, I've, I don't know. I, I envy my parents a little bit that they didn't have to worry about this sort yeah, of stuff. A little carefree for them, huh? Just a right? little they bit. Just, like, ship us out the door and see us at dinner and just, see it's you fine. Later. You'll come yeah. back. It'll be no problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you were, who you're talking to or what you did, <laughs> but don't you made worry. it home for dinner. You were kidnapped by a crazy person because you were playing ding dong ditch. No problem. Right. No, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. No big deal. Walking into random neighbors' houses. It's just, it's <laughs> totally, it's no issue at all. So there is a party that's like, you know, I'm sure some things were more challenging, obviously, but you know, this is, it's like a whole other level of parenting. And I feel the same way about my kids starting to learn how to drive, which has been anxiety inducing for me since the second they were born not because of like them, but people are so freaking distracted when they're driving now. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a topic for a different day, but yeah, right. <laughs> let's not go there yet. We're not going to go there today. But so if, so as I said before, I would really recommend that you, you check out the Gab company, G A B B. And they do have those watches now. So I think if, you know, if we decide to go uh, to get something for our other two kids when they get a little bit older, it'll probably be the watch first. And I would trust that Gab company a lot more than the ones that we got from our cell phone provider because like we haven't had any issues with his phone and it's the same sort of thing. It's like pre-programmed numbers. You can call GPS locator, all that, all that good stuff. So there's some, there are some options out there that are, that are non iPhone options. And of course, because kids are always concerned about how things look like, it's not, it doesn't look like an ancient flip phone, right? It's not like the Zach Morris yeah. phone from Saved by the Bell. Like, <laughs> yes. Like my husband, has, my husband, <laughs> yeah, my husband has picked up my son's phone thinking it was his, like that's that funny. That's how it looks. So just know there's some options out there for you because I know this stuff can be hard to navigate and there's lots of ideas and opinions. And I had never heard of this phone prior to, to last year. So, so I we just figured we'd just sort of drop some of that information along to you as we all navigate this wonderfully complicated world of <laughs> trying to raise good humans. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy. It's so easy. So my other question for you, Meg, is what's your like, do you do you have like a limit on like, do you have like a, a technology limit for your kids? Or like, well, does it depend on the day? All, you know, they're not on it all the time. Like, yeah, my oldest, 
she has like an old iMac and so she plays games on there and mm-hmm. there'll be like a week or two where she won't even ask to go on it anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, they're kind of hit or miss. Sometimes it's, you know, play with friends time. Sometimes it's like we're knee deep in soccer for both my girls. So yeah, we're about to um, head up to like near Sacramento for a big soccer tournament for uh, Halloween weekend. So Woo-hoo. that should be fun. I'm actually looking forward to it. Something different. Yeah. You know, so we're kind of busy and they have practices or we're, sh- you know, we're shooting or now we're, like we're all in bowling leagues. So. <laughs> even the kids? Yeah. Even Emma. Oh my uh, gosh. I love that. Yeah. Emma and her dad are in a league and yeah, it's super, super cute. And I'll go down and practice while they're bowling and what whatnot. So. <laughs> and I'm in a league and yeah, it, we're all having a good time. So we're, we have a very busy schedule now, which I'm actually excited about yeah I don't typically like being super busy but after the last two years of Mm -hmm. COVID and all the shenanigans I'm like give me all the stuff get me out of my house yeah busy I want to do all the things take me all the places so yeah we're not spending a lot of time on devices and when they are it's like you know 30 minutes an hour and then they're like okay they move on to something else. We've been crafting yeah. and drawing a lot. The kids have been drawing a lot, which I've uh, really loved. I am enjoying, you know, seeing them do something different than watch TV or be on the iPad. So it's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's nice. No, I would say we're, we're about the same. Like we've been, this fall has been so insanely busy that there's days the TV doesn't even get turned on. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because the kids come home from school, they've got like a half an hour. They've got to drop them at practice, which they have twice a week or, you know, and we, especially, you know, living in a house of boys, like it just have a lot of energy all the time. And so we sort of mandate outside time for them every day, pretty much. Although my crazy kids, right. So we've <laughs> had a nor- we've had a nor'easter here the last couple of days. It's not raining today, but um, it's been raining pretty much since, since Sunday. So, so the other day we were, so they came home from school. I don't remember now what happened, <laughs> but they were like, literally my, I see my oldest. I'm like, where are you, where are you going? He's like, I'm going outside. I'm like, it's pouring rain and like hurricane force winds. And it's like 40 degrees. He's like, yeah. So I'm like, All right, cool, man, you do you. All right, go ahead. So they're out there in the driveway trying to throw a football back and forth. And I'm like, whatever, man. I mean, get your energy out. So we sort of like require and mandate, which we don't have to force our kids to go outside. They love to go outside but require outside time pretty much every day. And we try, you know, we try to sort of limit their, their access to technology and TV to a, a reasonable amount, like same thing, half an hour, hour. I mean, yesterday, maybe it was a lot more than that because they had a half day of school and they had to work. And so it was like, you want to watch a movie and then some shows? Sure. That sounds great. Three hours of TV, no problem whatsoever. <laughs> yes, and then, sometimes like, I got it them. has to be a babysitter. Sorry. Sometimes sorry. it does. <laughs> and sometimes you just can't. Fine. Like, so I finally got them off. You know, the TVs were off, whatever. They went outside. My husband came home and he was like, oh, do you guys want to do this? And uh, or like watch a show or whatever. And I was like, so they sort of watched a lot of TV today already. He was like, it's fine. <laughs> like, there's just some days you don't have it in you. But we do try to sort of like limit to a reasonable amount. And I, part of that is too, I think I'm like super cognizant of it because of the last two years, like they've been required to be in front of a screen so much with school, obviously with being fully remote and then being hybrid last year, like 
our kids normally would never have been in front of a computer screen as much as they were had it not been for the pandemic. And so I remember, you know, we were, I don't know, maybe a month and a half in, so this would have been in 2020 to full remote school. And our kids were monsters. Like they were so not themselves. And I think we, it must've been over the Easter break. I just looked at my husband and I was like, we're unplugging everything. Like there's not going to be any TV. There's no computers. There's nothing like absolutely nothing because our kids just were not used to have like to being like our first graders were in front of a computer screen all day long because of school. And it, it, it did. I mean, for me, for my kids, I saw a huge shift, not in a, not in a positive way as they were sort of acclimating to that. So Fortunately, unfortunately, of course, they sort of acclimated and adjusted to to the screen time as they had to over the last year because of school. So I I feel like same as you, Meg, as we've gotten busier and we're out of the house and they're back involved in activities, as much as we can sort of like shift their focus and attention to those activities, yeah. we try to sort of keep it at a manageable level. But then sometimes, as I said, there's just days where it's just like, nope, this is fine. <laughs> Go Watch whatever you want. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. No problem. It's going to be fine. Uh, it's all a balancing act. You know, we're just all doing our best here. <laughs> One hour at a time, friend. One hour yep. at a time. <laughs> Absolutely. Just trying to keep the boat from sinking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's all we're doing right now. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, you're doing a great job. You know, if no one's told you that today, if you're beating yourself up because <laughs> for whatever reason, you're doing your best. You're doing a great job. You're a great parent. And just know that you are not alone. And whatever sort of trial or tribulation you are currently facing, someone else has been there, is there currently, or will be there in the future. And so you have nothing but good company <laughs> as we manage this monstrosity thing called life. So hang in there, take a deep breath, go scream into a pillow, go sit in your car in the driveway for a little bit with the roll windows rolled up if you need to. And uh, you got this. I'm okay? trying really hard not to bust out in Michael Jackson. You are not alone. <laughs> is that from Free Willy? <laughs> I think it is. It is from Free Willy. You, you are, not are not alone. <laughs> We're going to stop there, friends. Okay, bye. Yeah. I got to go. Have a bye. great day. Bye.